I got a feeling. Somebody Are we recording? Watching me. Oh yeah. Right. This tequila is too ahead of itself. It's uh, I don't, absinthe is too ahead of itself. I don't know if we can call it tequila. Nah, it's definitely we'll get to it. We'll, we'll talk get to about it. it. We'll talk about it. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna finish this. Fuck it. Welcome to our ASMR. Shibby. Uh, my name is Rooster, and this is After Two Tequila Shots. Hey! The show where we talk about current events after taking two tequila shots. It is uncensored, unfiltered, unpredictable, but always distilled. distilled. Let's go, people. I'm pretty sharp for a guy who's also drank uh, absinthe today. It's gonna be an interesting and show. This shit, yeah. Uh, um, so my name is Rooster. I'm an author, poet, person of interest in the minds of some people. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. And this week uh, has just been very mellow, very chill. I've been seeing a lot of amazing events happening. Because you're officially uh, in, in summer break. I'm you on. Are I'm in. All the way in. Super kick. I should just be wearing a hammock at all times. <laughs> I am living this shit, man. That's right. All I'm feeling guilty just a little bit because, like, it's it's hard seeing, like, friends, like, oh, another day at work. And I'm like, I did my contractual obligations and thus I am. Uh, yeah, exactly. You deserve no. it. You're a teacher. Yeah. Okay. Educators. You're a teacher. Shout educator. out to the educators. Professor. And shout out to, Actually, yeah. you're a professor. And shout out to all the educators who are officially off school. Uh, I see y'all. California, Florida, Texas, across the nation. Y'all are off, goddammit. Y'all are off and you're all also on they are something. On. 100%. <laughs> Am uh, I supposed to introduce myself? We're gonna get yeah, to we'll, we'll get to it, but you can, you can talk. Yeah, like, you know, like, I'm just going to sit here. He's like, I will no, 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 reserve no, no. my thoughts. No, no, no. We're shouting out the teachers. We do, we do have a special guest on the pod. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself with a one-line bio no. and what's going on? You introduce me, goddammit. Okay. <laughs> this is truly, a.k.a. Uh, the other partner, husband, <laughs> extraordinaire of Chibonaru. The who's, other uh, half of Beyonce and Gazy. That's right. That's right. Uh, joining us on the pod. Uh, how are you living? What's going on with you? Do you got anything interesting going on this week? I mean, after this nasty ass We're going to get there. Save that. No, we can call it a nasty ass tequila. Oh, yeah, we can I mean, I brought notes. Oh, yeah. 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 Are so you excited like, to be on the pod today? Um, I don't know if excited is the word, but I'm prepared. Oh, okay. Uh, he's right. got notes. He's got a whole planner Ooh. right there. Cool. Uh, in, in the grips of his newly nailed, newly lacquered Ding. nails, uh, along with, with, with the, with the, you know, um, the smoking device and, mm -hmm. and a lighter, you know, happy yeah. pride month, yo. Happy pride month. Right. That's, that's, that's part the other of the thing that's we're, kicked we're, off we're, this, this month. There. Oh yeah. We're no, for sure. There. My name is Shibuyami Poet. Performer, producer, publisher, and community organizer. And um, this week was really busy at work. And so I don't know what's going on in the world. So I'm excited to see where this uh, conversation goes. We ain't got a whole, whole lot to talk about, honestly. All right. Let's talk about. So Rooster decided to bastardize our entire process. No, I think I, I'm going to push back on that. I'm not. I'm going to stand firm stand on firm. this goddamn soapbox. You know what? Sometimes we got to agree to disagree right. to drink red eye. Louis. No, we don't. Because so <laughs> both, today, I, I'm like good with like continuing to drink this because at this point it's like I've palated it. But uh, both of you are like, I don't want another fucking. Actually, I'm going to concur. Like, I think at this point, 
just sipping on it works for me. Shooting mm. it was terrible. Okay. So we are drinking Red Eye Louis Whiskeyla. Whiskeyla. You may have heard of Vodkeyla, but now we bring you the one and only Whiskeyla. Talk about it, Rooster. Uh, Red Eye Louis Whiskeyla. It's a combination of rye whiskey and tequila, which is why I think it's so harsh and tart. Rye whiskey is good for certain things, like for for like a Manhattan. Stripping I think it's good. Off of walls. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not thoroughly against rye whiskey. Rye whiskey is that type of whiskey, and I think you may concur because we're whiskey drinkers. We are uh, more so than Chibi. You're not. That's not your jam. No, not so uh, much. Unless it's Irish. Yeah. I'm here for a good Jameson. Rye whiskey is that in between whiskey between like bourbon whiskey and gin for me where it's like mm. ooh it's got this like tang this tart this little bite back uh that that sometimes I'm in the mood for but not always um well they mixed it together apparently whiskeyla starts out as a rye whiskey made using water from melted ice caps of the northern rockies it is then placed in a new charred oak barrel giving it the most desirable taste finally it's blended with our supremium Super premium tequila from Mexico, which is distilled in the highlands of Jalisco. Whiskeyla's woody oak aroma notes of spicy white peppers, tobacco, hazelnut, and burnt honey are enhanced by the blending of our rye whiskey with our super premium tequila in small vats. Uh, yep, that's about it. Look, I will say I am warmed the fuck up. You're warmed up? Yeah, like I'm feeling the warmies like all over. This comes from Florida. Of Which makes sense. Does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All bastardized <laughs> things Newport come Ridge from Florida. Florida. Yeah, that, that's... DeSantis, that, that's a shout out to you. Yeah. Always welcome on the pod. So, What's on yeah, your heart, that, friend? That's, that's the sound of my husband's pussy. Just... That pussy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God, there's so much... I don't know. I lost it all. Okay. I <laughs> thought you had going. notes. I thought we, you were prepared. We, no, no, but we're talking I mean, about not whiskey. The whiskey like, oh, yeah, 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 definitely not this okay, so, hybrid but that's shit. That's why I felt so like t- it was important for the show because it's like we do <sighs> traditional whiskeys. Reposado. You are a reposado like traditionalist, <laughs> like purist, and I respect that because I, I like oh, drinking what I like. Yeah, yeah, but um, see, I'm more of an, we, an, an anejo type. Anejo. 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 Uh And I feel like sometimes well, we got to. I'll bring an anejo next. Oh no, yeah, for sure. So it's like, but I think we have this interesting. We had mezcal. We did have mezcal. But now we have whiskilla. And, and sometimes with this podcast, it's uh, it, it, for the listeners. I don't know if it's if we're on a journey to find the tequila that we're just gonna like live in and and drink every time and just be happy or oh, joyful. We will one hundred percent drink the same tequila every week when they pay us to drink the oh, same yeah, tequila true. every week. Very, okay. Oh, what if what if whiskilla <laughs> wants to pay us every week? No. Mm-mm. I'd take that check. No, there are certain agreements that you Fuck don't enter that. into. <laughs> Look, I'm this is an agreement when you drink whiskey. <laughs> so we talked about there's certain things that we talk about whenever we talk about like a the a, the and we critique the tequila that we're drinking. Uh, one, the lingering. This fucking lingers. Yeah, it's lingering. Yeah, space in your no, mouth. This is like Nyquil. This yeah. is like some kind of Jägermeister hybrid. Close. Yeah, it, I it's, hear that. It's staying I there for a yeah. long time. Like I could probably go brush my teeth and still have these flavors lingering okay, okay. in my mouth. I want to do like a quick rant where it's like, <laughs> oh golly jeepers, people are either gonna love me or hate me right now. Say your shit. So. My commentary is like, I think the liquor is where we should practice a more purist mentality of like, why did we do this? Who's 
idea was it to be like i'm gonna mix this shit like it's a long island but forget five of the liquors right where it's just like who did this who, what what kind of colonization in the liquor world is this idea Florida. of like i don't think anyone's gonna hate you for this i think this is i think we all look at vodka and whiskey and think there's a reason that it's pronounced killa at the end. <laughs> I even kind of feel the same way about like uh, certain flavored vodkas. Mm. Where it's like, why mm. are you putting fucking cake See, vodka that's a good flavored point. shit? Like, I don't feel that way about vodka because I feel like vodka is the most blank slate yes. alcohol that exists. Yes. And the reason, like, I but remember. But I hear you. I, and I don't think I disagree with. Corey I think rubbing alcohol is, but also <laughs> I had a drinking problem before. Uh, I remember sitting in uh, uh, on an AA meeting once, and uh, one of the people that was sharing shared that they their drink of choice was vodka because they could put it in anything and it would be hidden essentially and like people couldn't smell that they'd been drinking and then they'd be drinking all day and it's like ah. absolutely honey that's mm. how i got through my freshman year of college <laughs> 8 a.m classes and a sonic route 44 ocean water to go you, go. you dump out a quarter of it and take yourself to class so i i agree with you with the with the flavored vodkas like yeah you know like you could put any flavor in vodka and it's going to be fine because vodka is kind of like this neutral and you can do infusions like even mm. at home you can just throw some fruit in it you can let it sit and mm. it's going to taste better you can than throw it. some inject some vodka into a watermelon and wait, then wait, wait, eat the wait. watermelon it's like infusions that you're doing yourself well, even the corporate vodka. ones, though. even the corporate ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, because like the whipped cream flavored vodka, it's actually pretty damn. It's so fucking smooth. Yeah. Lazy smooth. horse. So Both fucking smooth. You need yeah. to infuse it yourself or don't infuse it at all. I don't know so, how to infuse it with. On this whiskilla. Yeah. Wait, can I have some more of that poison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass it over. Pass it over. I'm good. No, pass it over. You pass it. Oh. <laughs> I'm in charge of passing. <laughs> Rooster is a terrible waiter. Thank God Rooster he's a teacher. Rooster has had uh, uh, an absinthe drink and two shots of whiskilla, and I don't think he had any tamales today. So How? I haven't had oh, anything to eat today except for coffee and water. Wow. Mm, same. So No, you had tamales. Oh, I did have two. Yeah, I made sure. I, I tried tamales. to protect you. Mm, I that's didn't, marriage. Yeah, that's marriage. I didn't know that okay, we were going to have whiskey. No, you no, got to no. help. You got to help. My poor my poor husband. I just don't want to break it. There you go. Break the bottle? I didn't yeah, know we were going to have so whiskey. I, so but the I bottle's say, lovely. I will say. That's the second time you said that. Part. It's a very <laughs> lovely bottle. When you get past the fact that like it's a, a blend plug. of rye whiskey and tequila, uh, there's there's some interesting notes that are being hit here. Okay, wait. Somebody needs to take a picture of it for reference because I think it kind of looks like an experienced butt plug. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I kept turning it around and I was like, "Where's the skull?" I thought there was going to be a skull, and That's then the skull a... is just like a flat logo. Yeah, I'm like, nah, dude. They totally should have like concave this shit. If uh, you more now people it just looks buy like it. a butt plug. If yeah. you if you weren't prepared for it, this episode's going to be hella gay. <laughs> oh my God. Welcome to the party. Let's okay, get into this, people. Take it back. Uh, we're going to get into our major news events recap of the week. I don't need any. Yeah, just drop that. Let's go. Let's go. So we were kind of hinting at it. The news cycle this week was a little 
Like, do I, Boy, do was, we want to talk let about? Let me fire off. I got this. Clear out. Okay. I'm going go, ISO. Go, go, I'm going go. ISO. It was like a lot of things happen, and yet we have not landed on any firm conclusions. Or like, I and and I do agree to a certain extent. In the media, we're at this weird point because of the 24-hour news cycle, where they have to talk about everything and really go into detail about things that I think haven't even co- become close to resolve. So in this week alone, we had the Ken Paxton, the mm-hmm. um, impeachment, attorney, impeachment impeachment of Ken Paxton. Of the Attorney General of Texas. Who is also a humongous prick-ass, fuck-ass, fuck him, yeah, explicit, all it's that. It's not like you even know him. All right? ah, he could be a very lovely guy. human being. No, he's a fuck-ass. Uh, fuck him. Uh, and then you've had a lot of things such as uh, Donald Trump's tapes. Alleged tapes. Did y'all hear what? about the tapes? No, we didn't hear about the alleged tapes. So he is under investigation and close to potential indictment in Atlanta, in Georgia for stealing the election, right? Uh, in the research of all this information, the it has been leaked to reporters that there are possible or confirmed tapes of basically Trump saying the things that he wasn't supposed to say that could get him very much in. He's saying the thing out loud that he's not supposed to say. Like tapes beyond that recording of him on the phone with the I governor need, being like, hey, I just need like, right. what was it, 11,000 votes well, okay. or some shit? So to break that part down, his legal defense is that, yes, he called the governor of of Georgia. Georgia. That's the tequila talking. The whiskey <laughs> talking. Uh, called the governor of Georgia, and we've heard those tapes where he's like, find me those 11,000 votes, right? Yeah. His legal defense is he didn't know the results of a lot of the research that had happened at that point. That he, that, and you have to prove that he genuinely believed that there were votes that were coming from like dead people and, and uh-huh. stolen ballots, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Uh, so this tape genuinely undermines that legal defense because it's him talking on record about research that he paid for to do Uh, that found no wrongdoing and uh, so on and so forth. But again, nothing has yet been done. So it's good news. Let me kind of frame it a different way. And I think this is how we can talk about the news uh, before we get to the good stuff. uh, Or the the bad. mm, Okay. (laughs) Um, There is this growing feeling in political sphere where now that you're having more and more people come out to run for the Republican ticket. Uh-huh. Mike Pence has, has said that he's going to announce. Soon. Allegedly. Yes. Um, DeSantis is officially in. Uh-huh. Uh, you have uh, the South Carolina, I think, Senator. Um, and then uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley and then a whole field of more. Yeah. And that what they're really, really gunning for is because right now none of them stand a chance against Trump in the majority of polls taken, Uh but that they are banking on the fact that, no, this guy's criminality is going to catch up to him. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question to you is, does that give you hope? (laughs) (laughs) If if Republicans are reading the tea leaves as it was and Uh sort of saying like, oh, there's a really good chance that this guy might not even be allowed to be a presidential candidate because he could be under serious like how yeah. are you going to go to rallies if you got trial dates yeah and if 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 it's serious enough the judge can say hey you are under house arrest or you're under yeah like there's rules to this. how are you going to campaign under those kinds of circumstances it's i'm i'm waiting for the shoe to drop in, in terms of like the republican party just like severing ties from this man 
and being like, no, he does not represent what this party stands for because he doesn't like the Republican Party has no identity right now because they've yeah. just like suc- they succumbed to Trumpism so that they could get in power. But now they just they can't get back to themselves, whatever Republicans stand for mm-hmm. like the we've talked about how like there are republicans of old you know like you've talked about this you know like we've had these conversations in private about like uh i'm pointing to my husband here uh how republicans of old are like this is not my republican party that republicans are completely like disaligned with whatever trumpism is but their only alternative right now is democrats so i think we're at a n- a three-way fork in the road of what is going to happen with the Republican Party. We are either going to see, as we have all cried out for, this more than two-party system that has existed. And while we do have technically more than two parties, um, we only have two front-running parties that determine everything, right? Mm -hmm. And so I do think, as tragic as it is, that this may be what creates a third dominant new quote-unquote tea party so to speak right like a new primary front-running potential where like the the race is now at 33 percent if all parties performed optimally it's a three-way race you know and who gets to win we have no idea right like or it becomes trump will throw a tantrum (laughs) and split the ticket for the gop And he will run independent, which is also, again, creating that third party. And hopefully Republicans tank their chances. Or we are going to see, (laughs) never mind his criminal records and indictments and all of the nonsense, because let's be honest, how many politicians have some form of record can't pass a credit check, Mm -hmm. um, have some form of dubious history with like, Affairs and scandals and then asking the Texas legislator for money, Mr. Paxton, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that like it does not matter what happens. We can't determine that yet. It's too early to call because he is such a firecracker of psychosis. And that's where like I think people don't realize that a smoke and mirrors man got to the front of the stage. Yeah. Took over shit. And then, like, I think he's diagnosably insane. Like, he is, he's crazy, crazy. But then that's, but that's exactly what happened. Like, he even said it. I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and people would still, like, vote for me. Yeah, or grab them by the pussy and they don't do anything. And that's exactly what's happening. The problem is that nobody, back in 2016, nobody in the Republican Party, like, decided to be like, this no you're no you stand you are firmly against everything that we stand for in terms of like our morals or whatever you know like the problem is people give him credit for being smart because his father had money and then he inherited money and squandered it and then recapitalized and like on and on you look at his history and like People think he's smart, and he's not that smart. He's Mm. not a smart man. I think he's detached from reality, and Mm. that's why he says things like, oh, I didn't know, because you're an idiot. And technically what you were doing is illegal here in this reality of American law and judicial system. So claiming stupid is not going to get you out of this, friend. Mm. You know, the rest of us 
don't subscribe to it. You might get off with a lesser penalty than we would like to see, but you're not going to get away with it, I hope. You know, like, that's the expectation. But again, I think I have a older political mentality, like you alluded to, like, I believe in old school Republican politics. I am non-binary in the political <laughs> realm. Like, I don't... Uh, I, I am a liberal. I am yeah, a no, no, conservative-minded liberal, sure. and I am a liberal conservative. If that makes any kind of sense, no, no, no. of like you pitch does. me the issue, yeah. and I'll give you feedback, and then we'll talk about what side I am. No, I I think that's, and I think that's generally where the majority of Americans lie. I think the mm. problem is is that politicking has become a form of tribalism. And whereas mm. before it was genuine politicking, you're you have issues that you run on, you have platforms and agendas and you see uh, like I, I, you have these platforms where people sign up to to grow whatever their community, their state, their the, the, the nation. And now it's become this form of tribalism where. It's about the values you stand on. And and truthfully, like, I don't give a fuck if there's a conservative ass, you know, Democrat and, you know, maybe they're not for like LGBTQ rights per se, but they're not also like, hey, I think we need to make it illegal for LGBTQ people to exist. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like what you have in value in your heart and in your home is one thing. And we're at this point point now because of i'd say fox news specifically where no you have and the internet i'm gonna say the internet is also a big problem with this <laughs> uh where now people just say the shit out loud that they used to say at their house with their friends cooking barbecue or at the bar they say they say it on these platforms and now take it to thousands and millions mm. of people and it becomes these these points of conflict when they really shouldn't matter or they it's like it should just be kept to yourself i mean and that's the the entire thing that ron DeSantis is like running on is this like anti-woke platform right like the that's the only thing that he's running on is this woke culture war and we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast like the the lack of like Y'all the only ones talking about woke culture. All we are talking about is truth, facts, history, the very existence of people, science. I don't know. Is, is you know, facts, are facts woke? I mean, I don't think it's a new commentary to be like, um, why is being woke, like, demonized? Right? Because like, the contrary to that is I'm asleep. I'm no, 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 no. Like, what, 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 it's, what it's is that? It's because wokeness is seen as sort of this large the subcategory of liberalism and and when i say subcategory mm. i mean like it's the trojan horse that liberals are utilizing to then uh, mess with the minds and 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 take advantage of the impressionable minds of youth <laughs> i got your trojan horse here's <laughs> the trojan horse so the trojan horse is like i think the conservative party is actually threatened by our trans and non-binary existence because we are through sex and genitalia and all of the things that are human interaction and like love and feels we are recognizing that there is more than two and then you look at our political system that is red and blue and we're going to start being like, yeah, in the sack, we can be more than two. Politically, we can be more than two. And when we do that, we're going to break their game. It is going to be woke to the 
inteenth degree. And if you're offended by that, fuck you. I'm glad you are. I mean, um, we're definitely on team burn the system down. Yeah. Like it's my Aquarian nature, but like it's, that's why they're threatened by it. Because once you apply it here, then you're going to start to see where else you don't have to play this one and two game. Mm-hmm. And when you start to decode the matrix, so to speak, the code of one and two that we have lived in for so long it's game over for all the people that sit at the top people are going to be like um i'm going to go farm and not buy your groceries (laughs) and then i'm going to give food away ah oh it's my food and i'm going to give it away so fuck you and one last thing to just kind of add to the 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 bulk of news that we're not going to really get into the minutia of because there is the minutia hasn't hit yet yeah uh, is, uh, and I don't know if this is a question or not, but one of the big elements of the whole Ken Paxson impeachment is the fact that he wanted his mistress from San Antonio to get hired, get a staff position or some sort of job in Austin because the commute was too hard. Oh. And I'm thinking, one, damn you San Antonio person who was having sex with Ken Paxson mm-hmm. and you should know better. Uh, so shame. Uh, and then two, does it kind of make sense that he wants to move his mistress closer? I mean, you know, sometimes when you're cheating, isn't like easy if, if you got the power to do so. Sure. Shit. Sure. Like all side pieces. Ask, uh, girl, yeah. I'm mad at you, honey. Go ahead. <laughs> you get that commute paid for and all this, that, and the other. If he's stupid enough to fall for it because the pussy's that's good, you lay it on him. And I'm, you're I'm, always I'm welcome on the pod. Mad. You're always. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now's the time to plug my potential pod is coming up. Yeah. All right. I am working on a pod myself. So you can come on my pod and we'll talk shit about your x-man together there you go alleged because she might still be with him real man i don't know who knows i think it's a publicity stunt speaking of gay shit let's talk about pride we're here america that's all we can afford to uh play yeah we don't own the rights to that shit i'll Shout tweet share i'll tweet her i'll tweet her it'll be okay and she'll respond in all caps all caps and emojis, <laughs> and the ghost emoji. I love her for that. So it's officially Pride Month. Yeah. Uh, we were kind of, we talked about it a little bit last uh, episode where we talked about the the Target and the HEB of it all in terms of like Pride products. But we've officially kicked off Pride Month. Last night we had a really wonderful Pride event at uh, at yeah, the Esperanza, Esperanza Peace, and Peace and Justice Center here in San Antonio. So shout out to the center for um, hosting us, the Pride Center for fun us and it truly was so earlier this week if you follow me on instagram earlier this week i came across this meme that was like gays yeah it's all about diversity and inclusion and you know like we should celebrate all of us and then gays at pride and it was a picture of essentially fire island right Right. where it's just you know (laughs) a bunch of like white cis gay men that all work out and look the same and just all like conglomerate is just like this sea of homogeny. uh, Absolutely, honey. We call that a buffet. (laughs) And I was like, not my pride. 
you know, uh, and that's something that we were really conscious of when curating this show and a number of other shows that uh, I'm. Because you got one in Dallas coming up, right? Next week, and then Houston the following week. You know, cool. we 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 do in the Texas circuit. Good, uh, but it was the idea of like, no, no, no. We need plus size uh, entertainers. We need uh, women. We need lesbians. We need non-binary. We need trans people. Like, let's actually show what the diversity of the LGBTQ community Bilingual. is. Bilingual. It was. I mean, this is San Antonio. It was a hella Mexicano. Event. Event. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of Selena. There was the diversity of, to this one. <laughs> Straight up. So it was. Uh, it was a beautiful night. It was beautiful. No, it looked great. Yeah. Really, it was a packed house. Both of y'all uh, performed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one over here with with their burlesque act, a little B. Arthur tribute uh, on the on the stage. Thank you it for was. being a friend. And I kept all my clothes on. Nice. <laughs> it was did, so exciting. Did not get naked this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a drag performer do a little Tina tr- Tina Turner tribute uh, which is actually really fucking good. good no I had somebody come up to me afterwards and they were like ranting and raving about Tina they were like that was Tina they were moved by the Tina the Tina of it all routine you're simply the best and then like even though there was a light technicality <laughs> happening I feel like it worked for the moment that it worked and then the lights like kicked on because we had to kick on the house lights. Yeah, we lost the, we lost the lights. It was so electrifying. We lost the lights. Cool. Yeah. Shout out to Anel Flores. Yes, for yes, co, co- uh, producing and hosting the show. Um, it was just a really great night, and it was uh, we modeled it in a way where it's like for the first few hours. It was just a community gathering. We had a DJ playing some music. There were tamales that you can consume. There was drinks you can consume. We had picnic tables with like games if you want to just come and hang out, play games. And then we had the performance later in the evening. So would it be crazy right now? Like, I hate doing this, but taking it back to like the politics of it all. But like five days ago ish, because again, I don't subscribe to the mortal concept of time. But Texas passed SB 12, Mm -hmm. which now criminalizes drag performances to audiences under 18 if deemed sexually inappropriate, Mm -hmm. I believe is the jargon. People feel free to tweet right now or fact check us or whatever. The bill passed. So based off of our audience and... So we could have potentially been arrested. But this is also goes to show like the performative nature of these bills that are being passed. Like Mm -hmm. who's who's knocking down doors. Right. Right. Nobody bothered us. Nobody (laughs) bothered us. We had a good time. Uh, People were just like. But are we going to have to start carrying like bricks in our purse? No, 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 no. But you got to watch out for the feds. And this is going to this is going to tie into something we're talking about later. Uh, with the San Antonio stripping community. Mm. Um, but you got to watch out for the feds because the thing about it is this, and this is something that I've always been... Wait, like feds or 5-0? Like, they're the same. They like The popo? The popo, the, the feds, and, and the undercovers. Like, there's, there's going to be... I can totally see in the state of Texas shows like the one that y'all just had because it was very well publicized. It was very well marketed. But I can absolutely see like law enforcement agencies doing things like sending undercovers like they like they and do doing this. raids like they did at Stonewall and mm-hmm. oh, damn, like because and see that's that so I I've had I have plenty of friends who are activists and sometimes we've had conversations about this like 
Bruce Alcom, like I do marches and I do a lot of events and stuff like that, but I'm also very leery about these things and specifically about joining groups, uh, activist groups, because mm-hmm. COINTELPRO was a thing and it's still a thing. Like there are still undercovers in your community who you may not know. And it's like, yeah, they're documenting information. They're getting your name. You might very well be on a list. Yeah. Like, the next door app totally probably sells the data. <laughs> no, that's another thing. Yeah. Facebook is probably like, it's not hard for, for law enforcement to gather yeah, your info. The, 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 and I'm not saying they're going to come in and like bust through the windows and arrest everyone right now uh, at this point. Yeah. But what I am saying is that fines can be costly. And we live in a place where, you know, shit. Do you can do you need a five hundred dollar fine right now for a show mm-hmm. on top of everything else? And then who's I know, but we're not. But we're not stopping. Is the thing. You no, know, no, like, that, and I think that's the other side. But wait, yeah. wait, wait. Are we gonna like bleep names and shit? Like for out what? of all of this, who are you naming? I mean, we named a number of artists earlier that were at the event last night. Yeah, actually, no. That's a really good point because I think part of it is yeah, like they the 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 state listens and the and we do in many ways in and our we're uploading this yeah <laughs> like in, in, in i our, mean but also we advertise this across all social media platforms yeah. so like these and names are over, not hidden yeah and it's done it, so but, so we just put the noose around our own necks <laughs> no i think that's part of the thing when it's legislated and when it's codified into mm. law like this is when it's like it, it's real. And but I think, but again, that doesn't mean that we're going to stop like the clear cut example that we're seeing in Houston. So Houston passed a law that banned feeding the homeless. Mm. Right. And we're seeing watch the Instagram page? more and more and more of people like just being like, well, fuck this law. It's inhumane to not feed people that are literally starving. So we're just going to go feed them. And people are constantly uploading like, well, this is my 27th citation. This is my 28th citation. Like, I just keep getting cited by Houston PD because they have nothing better to do than to cite me for giving food to someone. Like, eventually, like, the ridiculousness comes, like, it'll make its way through the courts and then it'll be, get battled. And, it like, we just, we can't just succumb to like, well, I guess it's illegal, so we're, like, not going to do no, it. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. It has to happen, these events, especially it's Pride Month. Like, yeah. these events have to, to, to 100% happen. Um, like I said, I think it's it's just, it's it's. I'm saying it more of, like, it's scary out here. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think, and this may be being that, you know, cis hetero on the couch. Like, yeah, no, I'm very... Uh, afraid sometimes like yeah my friends i don't want y'all in in, in any in, in no matter how minor mm-hmm. like legal problems and shit i mean do we really think like that we're gonna have another holocaust like event not that far i don't either no. i think if you try to outlaw the gays we're gonna like no. go over here and continue our dance party and rainbow living and great success and being as gay as we want to be. I think what it like, is, is, I think is, this is a facade. No, They're it's totally a quashing. To, like they yeah, want to us. quash pride, like literally quash pride. They like conservatives. There's been comments. Conservatives fucking love gay people and, <laughs> and fuck them for that. That's the problem. They watch we Will know. and Grace, but they like it when it's dramatized and when it's like, when it's in this digestible form, when it's just, gay people or or minorities or people of color or black people just living their life or a number of republicans that have gotten caught up in sex scandals involving gay people that they voted against definitely (laughs) happen but when it's but but when it's sort of out there it it be in 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 equal terms that's when it becomes this weird like oh we need to suppress and we need to quash 
um, reaction. And I think that's really what it is, 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 is it's that I don't really think that like Greg Abbott has any true, true problem with gay people, but he represents a feeling and a culture and a conservative ideology that says that like, yeah, y'all's love needs to shut the fuck up and stay closeted or stay quiet or stay Mm -hmm. at like these at gay bars and not have like rainbow colored, um, uh, crosswalks and things like that. Like that's really, or like they don't like seeing it in commercials. Like it's and that sort of, so it just yeah, becomes it's totally a, this toxic mentality like of like, yeah. you could be gay. The normalization just don't, of it. Yeah. Normalize it. Right. Yeah. Like don't talk about it. Don't bring your boyfriend over all of that oppressive mentality from like what the eighties, you know, and before because it challenges like, like the institutions themselves. It and challenges it, it, the institution of patriarchy, of it, heteronormative, you know, heteronormative, of yeah, religious, exactly. Christian, the Trojan horse. Yeah, well, which if you like look at history, uh, so if 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 you don't already follow Alok, I would one hundred percent encourage that you do. A L O K. Um, that's their first name. I don't know if that's necessarily their Twitter handle uh, or Instagram handle, but they do a really good job of like posting these kind of like informational infographics about like the history of gender, of sexuality and all that. Like uh, one of the ones that I recently saw was that the term heterosexual wasn't even coined until like the early 1900s or late mm-hmm. 1800s. And it was originally ter- coined as a derogatory term for people that engaged in sex for reasons other than procreation, right? And so heterosexual activity was people just taking pleasure in sleeping with the opposite sex. Yeah. And it was deemed as like this bad thing. Because and it then, was out of wedlock. Because Not because it was out of wedlock, but because the goal was not it was for pleasure. procreation. Right. It was for pleasure. A hedonism. And, you know? Yeah. And, okay, okay, yeah. okay. And so what kind of, of that came homosexuality, which just described the same, the thing, same yeah. thing, but just people taking pleasure with the same sex. And then eventually somehow heterosexuality became this thing of like normalized of like, well, it doesn't matter if you're having sex for kids or just having sex to have sex. As long as you're doing it this way, it's fine. Like all of these are social constructs that are so historically new Mm -hmm. that if you look at history, you know, ancient history, anything that came before. Banning history. (laughs) So yeah, exactly. Um, Like, I guess, historically what was the term used before that because like conversely if there wasn't there was a term. No term fucking no but okay so fucking was just fucking you right just because fucking. if straight people existed always and gay people existed yeah. always and bi people existed always it and trans people existed always what did we call all of these having things having sex for pleasure might have just been taboo it was just called sex for, for was, pleasure yeah. like, right you, you just didn't talk about it so yeah. you didn't need a word yeah but, you, but just, like, you as, just did it you know like but as it's been politicized and then codified and made illegal like that's where you act yeah. and, and nobody become, was gay before the 1900s yeah like they fucking just tell that shit to with, the romans bro they just slept like, with men they just yeah. you know women just slept with women it was just a thing Ugh. and like okay this is so but like also the same thing with marriage it's like f- patriarchy outlawed women when you really think about it like yeah, yeah. you weren't allowed to own property or land or have things in your name and it was really just to sort of keep in line particularly white 
men. Yeah. And so, like, all of this is where we're at now, where I think we're at this very crucial point in, in, in history, globally even, where it's like, yeah, the constructs of old have to die. Even constructs such as, like, imperialism. Like, when we talk about the wars in Russia, like, sometimes it's like, we, we don't think about it, like, but that's just legit imperialism. And we're, we're going away from that. We're saying, no, like, we're a global community of multiple people. And in many ways, the internet has made it to where you can learn about so many other mm -hmm. people who you don't interact with. Some one single gay kid in a small town in the middle of Texas can learn about Stonewall or can learn about, uh, what was the, the name of the influencer you were talking about? Alok. Alok. And like learn so much of these things that like literally yeah. weren't there before. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's totally like your computer is your passport. Your passport, yeah. You know, that you then plug into and download Absolutely. whatever stream of information mm -hmm. you yeah. want. Yeah. So, Think about things like Vietnam or World War II where like propaganda was plastered across this country yeah. to put Japanese people into internment camps mm -hmm. or like to, to just create these images of, of, wait, of wait. caricatures. You said Vietnam. Well, and Japanese. World War II. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they would create caricatures of other countries because we didn't have an internet or Instagram. Where you could access the facts see, out there. Yeah. yeah. To see people and in, to learn. living their lives. Yeah. And that's sort of, I guess, the, in my opinion, the larger, I hate saying revolution, but cataclysmic cultural event. Well, that's kind of the at, point of things like Pride Month, mm -hmm. like Black History Month, like Hispanic, Hispanic Heritage, Heritage Month, Month, is to bring visibility so that people can learn. What about learn. Pride? Yeah. You got to include strength Pride. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. all it is. It's like the idea is just to learn, learn about something that's different from yourself, to see the visibility for others to maybe see themselves in something that they haven't seen before and to just grow from it. That's it. No one's trying to indoctrinate. It's like if you're part, great. If you're not, learn. And let's just all move on. So, and, yeah. And I completely concur. So I do have something else, though. This is a question okay. in line with everything else. As the cis hetero on the couch, pride performative capitalism yeah because this came up so we run the blah 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 poetry spot and a friend of mine shout out to manny lynn uh reached out to me and was like hey are we doing any events for pride and we do have a, a an artist who's coming later uh but it was it was this kind of conversation that her and i had where we were talking about how we do a lot of things with lgbtq representation anyway we have shows mm -hmm. and we don't like like there's a fine line as an organization between saying, hey, like, yay, happy Pride Month, which we did, and then doing the most. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Look, to where I, it becomes performative. I, so my question for y'all is, <laughs> um, is this something that you even weigh into your thought process? Like, hey, this company. Really? Okay. Yes. Or like they're just doing the most? Okay. So look, for some people... I think they're all about the pride, right? And like they love it. And I even get down with it in certain mind frames. But like pride is also something you carry within. So like you can't manufacture it. I love that we have changed the conversation of queer rights and representation to a point where corporate dickheads are like, we're subscribed to the rainbow at least once a month. Right. You know, um, it's a double-edged sword where I hate it, but I also love it. I love that we are not ignored for at least one month. Mm. And 
I also can appreciate when even smaller spaces that I subscribe to, just because it's fucking June, man, I don't want a surprise party every time I walk in the door. <laughs> like, surprise parties are traumatic. You walk in, unexpecting, and people pop out with, like, confetti and lights and surprise! Like, that's sometimes what Pride Month feels like to me, and I think it's my nervous system and wiring that mm. I appreciate going to blah, where it's just like, Normalized. The, the yeah. homies, you know, like, yeah, yeah bro, like, I don't need all, all the rainbows everywhere. As, Shit. As a uh, working artist uh, in a capitalist society. That's another side I of it, yeah. 100%, like, I, I hate it because I hate capitalism, but also Pride Month and Hispanic Heritage Month pay my bills, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? It's it's one we of those, appreciate the bookings, honey. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Exactly, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's Pride Month. Let's book a queer. Oh, no. oh it's Hispanic Heritage Month. Where are the beaners at? Yeah, and it's like, you know, I'll take that check because I got to pay bills, and this is what I do. And you're you're gonna put me in this little like tokenized and because box. Because you're talented. Well, you know, uh -huh. and like, come on, like for you sure. also gig other months out of yeah, the year I, I, versus I, me. I really only have the energy for Pride. Yeah. Right. I do other things. I gig year payroll. round but like it is it, you can you can document it to where like during the month of june and during hispanic heritage month it's much more consistent right so like yeah. that's what pays the bills and it's like that's I hate called marketability i it and that comes from a capitalistic society absolutely you know? so i hate that we're in it um that's on a much more macro level mm -hmm. than say the rainbow themed everything mm -hmm. that is being plastered everywhere which does to a certain extent it, Again, the double-edged sword that you were talking about was like, yes, it brings visibility, but also it's only done because these corporations want to make a profit. Mm -hmm. And so it's a bit exploitative if these companies are not doing the work behind the scenes to make sure that they are elevating the queer community, make sure that they are putting people of the LGBTQ community in positions of power, like making sure that they are putting in resources within their company, right? Sure, do all this forward-facing stuff to like bring profit into your company, but also make sure that behind the scenes, you are doing things to take care of that community within your own corporation yeah. right and that's part of the work that you know we do in 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 the nonprofit that I work with is making sure that like within the companies we are making an impact for the people that work there so that they feel seen represented safe empowered etc 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 so it has to be it, it has to be both facing and the problem is when it's only outward facing I also think this is a good point to acknowledge like when Sometimes there's something along the lines of like friendly fire where people will have the best of intentions, like creating a platform and then people within the platform turn against people that either did something unintentionally, unknowingly, or maybe they just don't hold the same boundaries that you do. And now you're offended by their lack of boundaries, whatever the case may be, there are people's expectations will always set some kind of standard that is um it's not it, it not every space is held to that standard right like you are allowed to if y'all don't want to host a pride thing in mm -hmm. your space don't host it we know year round we're welcome we're welcome every week i guess that's, that's a good fucking like crazy supportive beyond the one month of rainbow flags that you will not fly mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what I was talking about, about doing the work 
behind yeah. the scenes, right? It's not just forward facing. Like it's Pride yeah. Month, we're only going to feature queer artists. Like no, year round we feature queer artists. Yeah, you know, and and not just feature, make it safe for them to be like it's new shit week. Mm. So come bring your new shit. It's mm. even less than a feature safe space, mm. right? Where it's like it because, doesn't yeah, even have you, to be when featured. When we highlight it, then we profit from it to a yeah, degree. Yeah, and it's like yeah, we're not doing that. And and yeah, it's and even it, more minute than. Yeah. But then I will push back there, like when you highlighted, like you profit, but so does the artist no, that no, you yeah, feature true. too, right? And mm-hmm. that's what ultimately, like we want is like these queer artists or whatever month of the year that it may be, uh, to profit from being able to feature and do their work and get paid mm-hmm. for being an artist. So I mean, I think that's know, where, like, I just want to say, like, thank you for like doing that mediation. That mm-hmm. conversation space of like you and Mandy had a conversation and I think intent and execution needs to be acknowledged here. Mm. Y'all no, totally. intend that year round and you execute it very well. Yeah. And and I think it's also because we have to be careful about pandering also. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I do think especially larger co- corporate en- entities, a lot of nonprofit entities sometimes like to put the, the rainbow flag on their brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's where things get complicated. So like as another example was during um, Black History Month this year, um, had decided, hey, at the end of the month, let's do a show with uh, black queer poets. And one of the questions was, well, is why is that the Black History Month show? It's like, well, it's technically not because that whole entire month we had nothing but black features. We're just not broadcasting it for like the brownie points Mm -hmm. to be like, look at everything we're doing for Black History Month. But this is what we do. Mm -hmm. And so I think I think that's where I will say, though, the problem with not broadcasting it that way is that somebody else is going to come forward and be like, look at what we're doing. And then all of a sudden that person is getting all the attention, the recognition, the whatever Mm -hmm. for like broadcasting it when it's like this is what we've been doing this whole time. You know, and I and I speak of this coming from. Having worked 10 years at mm-hmm. Mac, we're like Mac from its inception, the cosmetic company, and it was always all ages, all races, all genders, all sexes. Right. Always. That was like the mantra from day one. And then all of a sudden Rihanna came out and was like, look at Fenty and all the shades that we carry. And mm-hmm. even then, like when they launched, they launched with like 40 shades. And Mac was like, well, we have 65. Right. You know, like we've been doing this for years. Why is now Rihanna all of a sudden getting all this attention for having a diverse range of shades when we've been doing it. Why? Because we weren't shouting it from the mountaintops. Mm-hmm. You're right. And so there's something to be said That's about called like marketing. Yeah. There's something to be said about like making sure that like it is known <laughs> that you're doing this versus being passive about it because then somebody else is going to come over and take over the space and be like, well, now we're actually marketing and broadcasting as like we are a space for everyone. Right. So it's, it's, we live in a capitalist society, unfortunately. Yes. And we, we have to play that game. Otherwise, we get squashed. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, until we break it with the Trojan horse. Speaking of getting squashed, I want to know what's been happening in the world of basketball. Not really. And, Jimmy's uh, learning. It's great. You want to know what's been happening in the world of drag race. Not really. So <laughs> no. we're going to segment into our new se- We're going to segue into our new segment. One of us doesn't know what we're talking about. Let's go. So, uh, first and foremost, shout out to Boston, Boston fans. Uh, I'm sorry y'all didn't, you know, get it done. But uh, 
No one has historically in the NBA. So uh, Boston fell, the mighty Boston Celtics fell to the Miami Heat in Game 7 recently of the Eastern Conference Finals. That was happening. I remember you talking about that. So yes. now the NBA Finals have begun. Okay. Game 1 happened. We have the Denver Nuggets. Okay. The Nuggets of Denver uh-huh. against the Heat of Miami. Now are these Golden Nuggets or Brown Nuggets? Uh, they're Golden. Okay. Yeah. They're not the Brown Nugs. <laughs> or Green Nugs. They might be Green Nugs because well, maybe, Denver is legalized. Because it's Denver. Denver got it legal. <laughs> I mean, that is a new application. That yeah, we can apply. we'll take it. <laughs> uh, so the Green Nuggets of Denver are up against the uh, flaming heat of Miami. Uh, game one already happened. Denver is uh, ahead 1-0 in the best of seven series. And uh, by all accounts, most sports personalities believe the Nuggets are going to win. Okay. They're the far superior team. Okay. But it would be a nice thing if Miami took it because they're very plucky. They're a very plucky what does group that mean? of underdogs. They're, they got a lot of moxie, a lot of juice. Oh, and I they, mean, where they Where they lack in talent, they make up in ganas. In, in personality. So... Yeah. I mean, that's basically the long and short of it. So, yeah. Uh, who, who do you want to win, Chibi? I'm Denver or Miami? I, by proximity alone, I'm going to go for Denver because I think cool. the idea of calling your um, your team the Miami Heat when we have Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, it's our little, heat mm. is more heat than yours, Miami. That's yeah. subjective. They should have been the Miami Tropics. Yes. The Miami Hurricanes. The Miami G-Strings. The, yes. Oh, that's rock go. with it. The Miami Brazilian Waxes. There you go. There you go. The, the Miami, Miami the Cocaine Piles. Dr. Miami. Dr. Miami. Dr. Miami. We could have gone with that. Yeah. The uh, Miami Cubans. The Miami the Cubans. D's. We would have rocked <laughs> that. I hear that. Yeah. There we go. Corey, uh, Denver or Miami, Who you? who would you like to win? Knowing, you know, that next to nothing about basketball. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't give a hoot. No, yeah. That's well, that's why like, this segment is called The One of Us Doesn't Know What We're right, Talking right. About. But like, even, uh, well, and like, I don't identify as the person that doesn't know. I, of these two teams, I don't care. Imagine they like, were cities at war. Which I one want the Spurs there. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank, that's the right answer. Period. We're in the yeah. two Which is that's where we're going because of Victor Wimanyama. Yeah. With Victor Wimanyama. That's right. Number one. Okay, now I don't know what we're talking about. That's, that's <laughs> that the point was of too many part. syllables for me. <laughs> Got it. All right. Moving on to the next part of uh, what on. I don't know. Uh, Rooster, read this. Uh, held in. Clo- nope. That says Heidi. Heidi, hang on. She's Pause. in her forties. Yeah, yeah, I got She needs a bifocals. Off. Hold on. Let me get your glasses. Heidi in there closet. Dunn left the building. Hot. What is this? What does this statement mean to you? Heidi is a person. Uh huh. Uh, they left the building. They are out. They are. They have bounced. Uh, yeah. Hang on, let me answer this question Wait, and I'll get that. Do we want more of this? <laughs> you I do. don't. I'm feeling nauseous as fuck. Yeah, this, this, this is And I got nothing in my stomach. Um, Heidi in the closet, done left the building. Heidi is a person who has finally left a toxic situation. Ah. Um, there was a lot of haters. Maybe it was their fault. Maybe they caused some of this drama. They brought some of this drama in. Maybe they were messy. I'm not going to try and uh, assume Heidi's gender, uh, but hopefully things are going to get better for you, Heidi, now that you've done left the building. Uh, as, so, yeah. so here, here's here's what happened. Uh, Drag Race All-Star Season 8? I, I don't know. Right? 
uh, is currently happening. Season 74. And in All Stars, what they do is they bring back competitors from the regular season. The that, classics. That didn't win. Oh. But they bring them back for a chance, you know, because they were so close to winning. Or, or they not. weren't. Some of them were. <laughs> or not. Some of them were the first. James, yeah. you're doing so well this season. Some of them Always were the first the to pod. be eliminated in their seasons. But they bring them back for whatever reason, right? And now they have They're a chance plucky. to, they got to win. Yes, they are plucky. They're very plucky. And so this season, this past episode... Heidi in Closet. Who, let's just be real. Oh, that's the whole name. Yes, that's oh, her name. Okay. Heidi in Closet. Light bulb. Heidi in Closet. Light bulb number one. I'm counting <laughs> light bulbs. Is. Who, let's be real, has had the glow up of the century since her season. Glowing up, she, Heidi, we see you. She was, she was rough. It was mm. rough watching her on her season. She literally got called out directly by, who was it? Nicki? It's probably, oh no, yeah. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Straight up called her out being like, Nicki your Minaj. makeup n- tonight I hate it. Mm. Yeah. Like, that is quotable. It was bad. So, has it had a significant glow up ever since, you know, like the fame of like her season and now like has some money and, you Fix know, like face. refined her talent, like now knows what her strengths are, Got like it. all of that. And so, we're in the episode, I don't even know, we're a few episodes in. And this past episode, Heidi in Closet said, I'm done. I don't want to play this game anymore. Mm. And just walked out mid mid episode, Mm. quit the season. You know, adore Delano'd it, essentially. I would say Ben de la Creme did, but did not Ben de la Creme because Ben de la Creme left on a different kind of note than adore. Those are words. Yes. I mean, I think, okay, so. I'm not going to lie. I think all three of them have left on different notes. Yes. Even though they, uh, the final outcome was they all left. Yes. So I think Ben's was honest, mm-hmm. right? Where she was like, I'm totally killing this and I don't need to be here. I'm just insulting the rest of you bitches and I got to go. If if anything, I think Ben Dilla's and Heidi's are more aligned in reasons for leaving because both of them were like, I just don't like the competition. I don't like what this is doing to me. I don't like what this is doing to the friendships that I have here. Mm. I would agree, but I also feel like it could be Heidi has become, shout out to mistress, but like (laughs) drag delusional where like she did have it kind of shambly Mm. her first appearance and then she left and she got some money and some sponsorship and And now she came back and now she is drag delusional and she totally tried to jump ahead of the clock bitch why are you pulling a Ben Della Krim move before you you ain't got it like that you haven't even won once right but do you gotta win to win no Sasha Velour (laughs) totally coasted safely her whole season and then snatched the crown at the end because she was consistent with you're on brand. You know what you're doing. It's we don't need to award yeah. you because you're you're con- th- you know you. The thing about it, and this is what everyone's saying, is like blame it on the edits, blame it on the producers. Like what we're seeing is the messiest parts of it, right? Mm-hmm. And the people like coming for each other and all the drama that is happening, right? And that was essentially what Heidi's thing was: was like I'm leaving because I'm friends with y'all. 
And now we are being pitted against each other. And I don't like what this is doing to, to, to me internally, emotionally, right? I'm in a toxic, like you said, Rooster, I'm in a toxic situation mm -hmm. and I need to remove myself from this toxic situation. You Never mind yeah. $200,000 or yeah. whatever the prize it's not worth is. Friendship. Exactly. And, you know, to like further I think this. That was a door. Well, yeah. I don't know if that was Heidi's. I think Heidi's was a gimmick, maybe no. a stunt. I don't know if it was as authentic as Adore. Adore kind of like broke down and started boohooing. Yeah. And in like, I think it was a bit preemptive. And I think to the d drag delusion of it all, I think Heidi was also a little bit upset that like she wasn't doing as well as she mm -hmm. thought she was going to be doing. But to kind of like double down on it, the the drama that was happening started coming between her Jimbo and Candy Muse and like their alliance that was breaking down. And then Candy I think it was, caught up I think it was yesterday or today that like Heidi posted a picture or Jimbo, Jimbo posted a picture like, yeah, her and Jimbo just hanging out and being Hiking like, yeah, in the park. Yeah, we're Did you friends. See that? Yes, yeah. exactly. That no, one. it was Candy got caught up being messy, trying to play a manipulative game. Mm -hmm. And then Heidi trying was to stir like, the pot. I don't want to play this kind of game and I'll take my exit now. Yeah. But I don't want to play this full game. theatrics. I don't want to play this game. And also I've not been doing as well as I wanted to. Heidi and wasn't so, doing as well. No, yeah. Heidi was not. I mean, but isn't that, I think Booster, that's fair. Like if you're not. Your voice. You if, need to sound like you know what you're talking about. I mean, no, no, no. I don't need to know what I'm no, talking about. No, 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 no. This, this, this is like, the point. Like know. the oh, one that doesn't know, ask the questions to drive the conversation. No. Yeah. So do you think Heidi in closet departure was also to save face is i guess what i'm a little bit yeah mm -hmm. because okay. i think eventually like heidi would have been eliminated because she was not doing very well mm. and she was like let me just go on my own terms versus being kicked out there was that. also this weird specific debate of like all of this that sparked the drama how did it spark the drama was it done off scene off camera intended to be away from producers and the show and mm -hmm. you were really pulling some shady shit mm -hmm. because that's what they did specifically call out that you did this off camera mm -hmm. if you are if it's production it's blame it on the edit well then catch it on fucking film because don't tell me you don't have the resources y'all got cameras all over tutti frutti mm -hmm. you know up everybody's like, butt yeah up everybody's all ass of them. <laughs> so like you've got everybody taped into their hotel rooms during filming like if you wanted it you, you could get it. it yeah and but that's where didn't. heidi was called into question of like and they i think didn't. when it was zeroing in on this is a shrinking iceberg this is a, a something zeroing no, in on you. Drown, but bitch. then there was also what's 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 the bald bitch's name? Alexis. Alexis Michelle. Shh, not you. Um, but oh, when Lord. she when because Heidi was like Alexis, you heard it, and Alexis was like, uh huh. And then yeah. they were like, wait, did you hear me say this? Uh uh. It's like, oh no, yeah, no, no. Who's who? What side are you gonna play? All right, what side are you gonna play? So what? Unplug that bitch. Oh, every I'm time we're on this storyline, she's gonna pop up. I think that's it. No, is there more? No, that's basically oh, it. Know. That's that's basically it. Hey, There's well, drama Heidi, going I, down. Heidi, I'm I'm hoping we for support, the best for you. We support Heidi. We, we support. All we were of fans. Y'all the all stars. We support all y'all. I reserve the right to pass judgment later. <laughs> I need. Totally I need to know. That. I need to see the season finale. You know, where everybody gets called up on stage to be like, all right, bitches, you've been eliminated. Mm -hmm. We know We're winners are fixing to be crowned. Yes. I, I will wait. I reserve right for reunion. Well, speaking of finales, 
we got the thrilling finale. How much? Of a couple of things uh, coming up. Well, one's a finale, the other one's a work in the progress. But these are things that we saw on the social medias. It's time for How Much for a Gram. Gotta talk about it. Gotta, gotta, gotta talk about it. Gotta talk about what we saw on the gram. The Uh, thrilling conclusion to the No, 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 no. Hold up. Hold it. Hold it. First off, Chibi or and or Corey, can you spell the word possumophile? Also, you completely mispronounce that. Oh, then spell it right then if you know how to it's say it. It's samophile. Say it, then spell it. P-S-A-M-O-P-H-I-L-E. That's incorrect. Corey, <laughs> there's two M's. There's two oh, M's. Oh, why are you giving it away? There were two I M's. mean, samophile. I could not have spelled it. I can do like medical terminology. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my foresight. Not passamophile. Well, you know what? Sorry, English is a ridiculous language. <laughs> it's totally yes. right. Uh, but also, I was totally turned on just now when he like countered with, with the, that, with the and he energy. was like, he corrected your pronunciation, and Couldn't then only it, missed though. it by one In fact, letter. Rooster, I'm gonna Did need he only miss it by he, one he, letter? One yeah. letter, Rooster. I'm gonna need you to leave the room because my husband's turned on right now. <sighs> Because it's like perfect imperfection. He called you out, but still missed it. Right. And then corrected myself. Well, you know who didn't get it wrong? Ooh, That's right. right. Dev Shah, shout out to you, 14-year-old from Florida who won the 2023 Scripps National Spelling Bee. Yeah. yeah. It's Dev season. Yeah, That's Dev, right. Tear it up, Dev. 14-year-old from Florida. Pop bottles, Dev. 14-year-old brown boy from Florida. Live that shit. You is spell our national that shit. Spelling Bee champion. You know what's f- interesting? Because I read the article like that. Uh, mm-hmm. The word that he won on was, I don't think was the hardest word he spelled. There were definitely oh, some yeah. harder words there which is why do you how do, do either one of you uh really watch the spelling bee championships <laughs> no. no seriously it's amazing like getting high allegedly <laughs> and watching the spelling bee championship because it does this this is the thing that i i love and, and i think the spelling bee really drives home for me even watching sports sometimes like i know basketball well enough that i'm like ah, oh, they fucked up there they should have done this they should have run that little hook this way blah 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 but like at the same time, these are elite world star athletes uh-huh. and I'm playing armchair coach. <laughs> and with the Scripps National Spelling Bee, the best part about it is we see the word. And so there's this whole like, oh, you, you, you're, it's like you're gambling the whole time. Like, oh, this kid's going to get it. Yeah. And then when they fuck up, you're like, wow, did you fuck that up? It was right there for you. It wasn't no tricky language or nothing. Uh, and and it becomes this whole there's there's this this different level of active participation uh-huh. as an audience member watching it that I love. Uh-huh. I, I was just really astounded by like how he was like in watching the video clip. He was just like, spell samophile. That's how can you, you give me all the information. Yeah. It's a Greek word origin. But can you use it in a sentence? All right. And are we talking about it? And samo meaning sand? Yes. File meaning of love? Yes. Okay. When like totally broke it down before he was like, it's a champ, bro. Yeah. Dev's a champ. But then looking at his stats, like I think the last he had placed was like in the 50th or something like that. Never even came close to like top 10. And now, champ. Hey, you're the champ now, Dev. We salute you, boss. Yeah. Okay, okay. So half my brain was like, missed all of that because <laughs> I was like, and then he corrected whiskey-la. himself. No, no, no. It was the fascination with my partner where I was like, That's yeah, right. and then he corrected himself. We like you know, yeah. I don't even have to say shit. This that was great. <laughs> right. So like, chola. <laughs> but then also when I did finally catch up, I was like, 
And then he corrected himself. <laughs> so miss all the spelling bee. So speaking of things that need to correct themselves. Talk about it. San Antonio strippers are fighting back for their nudity. You got notes on this one? I have some degree of background. So like I'm from San Antonio. I was born here. Um, and there was a brief period where I can remember like, yeah, strip clubs were a thing here. Um, but I was very, very young. And then it went away. And I found out it was because of a city ordinance that enforced like limitations on um, what could be exposed, what could be exposed, as well as what ex experiences could be experienced, mm -hmm. not just exposure, mm -hmm. but like contact. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it really became a matter of like paying attention to sexual expression and how it's being approached. Mm -hmm. um, this scope for me developed early. Um, I actually developed an interest in burlesque because of discovering this limitation on sexual expression mm -hmm. here in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And I actually started seeking out participating in burlesque because of this specific mm. city ordinance mm -hmm. now yeah now this ordinance passed back in 2003 2006 no, or no, no, early no. 2000s no 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 yeah. later it was i want to say close to 2010 ish yeah i would say okay. nine yeah 2009 okay. 2010 okay. and just to be clear for the listeners because i did fact check us. i, I fact did check us. deep dive it uh it essentially bars the female breasts from being Completely. exposed yeah. from anything below the top of the areola line. That's the that is the language mm -hmm. in our in our laws. I was there. I remember. You know, as well as the okay. genital. Mm -hmm. And pubic area and pubic hair all has to be completely covered. There's a lot of stickers. That's all I'm saying. As well as uh, when in the states of partial nudity, you cannot be within three feet of mm -hmm. a consumer and cannot be touched. So there's a lot of gluteal restrictions. Cleavage. You have to also cite gluteal cleavage. Yes, that's right. The backsides, there's a percentage of backsides that cannot be exposed. Yep. Uh, so all of this is restricting the adult entertainment industry of San Antonio. And, going and as the probably only person, as the person in the room who has frequented the yeah. uh, adult, establishments. the establishments the most, Rooster. Straight up. Uh, as a <laughs> nah, for real. Are you just learning this about me? Keep, no, keep... I am saying I stand yeah. to contest you. Oh, okay. oh, no, no, no. He, he would go I to the era. strip clubs yeah. just for the wings. No, yeah, <laughs> steak, wings, eggs. I'd, yeah. Basically lived at strip clubs. I did. It was because, yeah, so around 2006, I want to say, to about 2009 it was just a stretch where i worked nights and so i couldn't go out to bars and clubs most of the time because i was I had work mm -hmm. the only places in town that open up early are strip clubs so there was san antonio gentlemen's club shout out to them they would be open by like 10 30 11 o'clock in the morning and they serve food and they play good music and they serve liquor mm -hmm. and alcohol so i was there with like buddies of mine from work just like regular people go to the bar and we just love it like it's and 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 i think honestly going there as much as i did taught me so much about the value and work of sex work mm -hmm. because like, yeah, most of the time we weren't there. Like the average patrons just there to like get our jollies off on like naked women. Like that was there too. And like, shout out to them. But because we were there every yeah. day, we got <laughs> patronage. Yeah. Patronage. Yeah. Like we met uh, many and we were cool and we would hang and talk. 
and all this other shit. And then I remember when the laws started to change. Because okay, because that was my question. Were these laws in place when you were going? No, they did. They weren't in place when I started. Okay, and it was a totally different ball game. Um, and it was it was fun. Like yeah, you would have contact with you know they would dance. They would put, throw a leg over your shoulder, and it was interesting. You're like okay, fun. Uh, but. What started to happen, and this kind of goes back to, to what we were talking about earlier about the feds will be watching, is I was at strip clubs when they started to get raided more mm-hmm. frequently. You And we would call them out. We would t- Me and my friends at the time, so guys who I worked with, we would say, hey, that dude over there with the collared shirt and like that's tucked in and not drinking anything but Dr. Pepper, that's definitely a cop. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, guy would get up, walk out, 20 minutes later... Everyone, you know, lights up. Who's here? Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they and it's this thing of like harassment and kind of just to circle back to to the whole pride events and the laws in Texas. Like that's honestly genuinely one of my fears. Is is mm-hmm. is is not just the like let's arrest people and get them in behind bars. Sometimes it's just disruptions and yeah. chaos and fines and so on and because so forth. Because the way that this law is 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 worded, it's not unlawful. It's no. just banned. Yeah. You know, so that's what it is. It'll get shut down. You might get fined or something mm-hmm. like no one's going to jail or anything. But, but then they start bringing in TABC to start looking at liquor licenses to start like they start doing things like um, checking for the dancers and how if any of them are drinking. Mm-hmm. If in they Santa, find other ways to like to jail, squeeze people. The, the, mm-hmm. the screws on you. Um, so, yeah, once it started changing, that was around the time I was like, I got new jobs and I finished college and shit. And I was like. I just wasn't going as much, but no, like immediately afterwards, um, yeah, friends of mine who were dancers and stuff, they're like, yeah, this sucks. Like it's not, we're not making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's just, and, and that, and then again, it's just, who does it harm? It hurts the women. Yes. So always okay. as most so, laws. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have so much to ring on this spell. Like I, okay. So I think that the part of me back in the day that identified with or at least dabbled in hetero spaces. Um, I've been to many strip clubs as well, like in this city, in other cities and other other cities. Um, I went while pretending to be straight. I also have gone to strip clubs, uh, female strip clubs, while fully embodying who I am today. Um, I think in San Antonio, male strippers were not as regulated as female strippers uh-huh. because males are allowed to still take off their shirts and get down to the little skinny banana hammock. Um, because as long as you it's said covered. Hammock, <laughs> yeah, as long as it's covered and but the, let's be the gluteal cleavage and the asshole itself, mm-hmm. the anus, as litigation would call it, mm-hmm. um, has to be covered. So like we that still got eye. to play with are strippers to a degree. We were subjected to raids where cops would find some wild hair up their ass and get mm-hmm. bored and pop into a space that was known to have male strippers and then harass them for nipples, knowing full well that they are not subjected to that same exact rule. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it does say female breasts. Yeah. The, the yeah. clubs that I would go to the law, I would I used to frequent Essence, which if that was you a are, mood. it wasn't supposed to be, oh. but <laughs> it would get, yes, it and would. And it was 24 hours a day, right? No, I think it 
opens really really early uh, yeah. but like i was still in college back oh, in the gosh. day you know like i i didn't have like, mm-hmm. i don't know when it opened i was still a productive <laughs> oh, no, citizen but it was 18 and up though, right yes okay that was the thing because most of the strip clubs in san antonio they were all 21 uh, uh-huh. um, except for essence uh-huh. it was also the place where i matured into a space of realizing that like strip clubs are not this crazy horny space where dudes go to like yeah whatever you know it is actually a social it's watering a hole it's, even it's a watering if you hole. Yeah. don't yeah. subscribe it's a social watering hole yeah. now I think that the rating that the straight community was subjected to or the I don't even know what to call them politically correct straight community sure um Gay people have actually been subjected to those kind of raids like since oh, the for fucking sure. beginning. And it really is the intersection to talk about here is that it is sexual regulation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you are a queer person sexually cruising for sex in a park and there's a police raid and undercover cop ready to put you under cuffs for a sting operation or it was a stripper situation or a speakeasy situation or a y'all are just having the wrong religion assembly mm-hmm. or you were drag queens doing whatever, right? Like yeah. you're reading to children, whatever it is, the intersection we're talking about is this is insane. Why are y'all singing? Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. if, if you, got you show up in our space outnumbered, heaven help you. There'll because, be a brick. <laughs> yeah, there will be a brick. Exactly. I think the the interesting part about this article and uh, all this being brought up is the way that the person in the article is approaching this. So mm-hmm. I believe it's a it's a, a adult entertainer named Sunny. Mm-hmm. I think it was correct. Mm-hmm. And what she is doing is first gathering data. She has this anonymous. It's a Google form. I went and took the took the survey. I it's, did too. It's a fucking Google form. Uh, but in terms of like gathering data from the community first. To then present to the city council and the angle at which she's approaching it, because we live in a fucking capitalist society, is the economic angle of how many people are leaving the city for adult entertainment when that money could be spent here in this city. And that's the only way that it's going to change, Mm -hmm. right? When you put dollars behind ideas... Absolutely, girl. You do that. You speak their language, honey. We salute you, Sonny. We salute you, bitch. You work that. So to to be fully transparent... All of us here on the pod are against these ordinances and think women should have the right to be as naked as they want to in these adult uh, establishments and not just women, anybody. anybody. Like anybody. if you identify as any degree on the in spectrum and would like to take up stripping as a entertainment and economic source and diversifying your financial portfolio, knock yourself out. I don't think it's necessary because we have. So when are we going to get uh, J-Lo to come and fight this fight? Because of her movie? Because of her movie, Hustlers. I mean, boo, that's an interesting point because I, I, like, J-Lo was We have a better chance with Cardi. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I was going to say. Cardi, always welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Always welcome on the pod. Always welcome. (laughs) Shout out to Cardi B. But I think that's the thing is it's that these are what happens, I think, in the conservative space is they go for the easy targets. Yeah, well, that's why I'm saying J-Lo over Cardi. Cardi's an easy target for a conservative space to, like, tear down as, like, non-credible, well, and- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> J-Lo has this air of respectability in pop But J-Lo did the Beyonce culture. thing. We need Eva Longoria. <gasps> Eva. Eva. 
I did see that show that we talked about last week. Oh, did you? I haven't seen it yet. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'll, I'll watch it. J-Lo does the Beyonce approach of like, I'm just not going to commentate on anything. Yeah, like, I know. You can talk about whatever you're going to fucking talk about. I just, I am on this level of like, I don't take the elevator down. Which is which is why when J-Lo does talk about something, you know, like it gains some traction because like, oh, she doesn't normally, but she's speaking out on this, right? Mm-hmm. And again, to the, to the respectability or credibility of it all, like, Cardi is easily can easily become a target by conservatives because of her background. Yeah. Versus if you take someone like J Lo as the spokesperson for it, you know, it's like again, who do we put at the front of it so that mainstream America can swallow whatever it is that we're trying you to force? You take the bitch them? that got the tough skin, the one that can handle it. Like Cardi has stood up and like endorsed. Bernie Sanders, knowing full well that she is not the most, like, she honors her story and narrative of being like, I'm a stripper from the Bronx, you know, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But she goes up and does what she does and she speaks with conviction. I think JLo would never even contemplate it because she wants to do the Beyonce approach. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that in this conversation, I think there's a completely, um, I don't want to say at fault, but I would definitely say sort of uh, implicated or you know, group of people who we're not talking about. And that's the patrons. Like, and what I mean is, is a lot of times whenever we talk about how whatever strip clubs are nefarious to traditional, you know, homes and also Cardi was an actual stripper. So far as we know, JLo just played a role. Yeah. Yeah. And when we talk about all these things, what we don't talk about is the who is patronizing these things Mm -hmm. and that there's nothing (laughs) happening to them. For coming and paying for legitimate mm. entertainment. Mm. And like at, when I did used to go to them a lot, like you would see people of all walks going into these places for all different reasons. And, and, and going back to something Corey said, like, yeah, like when you when you frequent a strip club enough, because sometimes even to this day when I talk to people and they're like, oh, you went to strip clubs? I'm like, yeah, I went a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, it's like it still gets treated as this weird taboo, whereas like nightclubs and bars don't have that same thing. But it's like, what happens mm-hmm. in those nightclubs and bars? Mm-hmm. It's people hooking up. It's people on drugs. It's people just there to have a good time. And at strip clubs, it's literally the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, just with I this other form the of entertainment there. The yeah. internet did that. Yeah, well, I, I think what it is is that, again... Sex- Religion did that. No, if you want to consume your sex, at one point in our history, used to go to a place... Example, red taking it districts. back to yeah, red light districts or cruisy parks yeah. or whatever. Bathhouses. Bathhouses, right? Sex spaces. Now you order in your sex. You get on Tinder, Grinder, Planet of Fish, OnlyFish, whatever the fuck. We do called. not have endorsements oh, from them. Or so. you know, <laughs> like even OnlyFans or just for fans now sure. has created a new way to consume our sex. So going out to court sex has changed. Um, because I think when you have an establishment, it gives it legitimacy that the Internet, I'm not saying is is illegitimate. But what I mean is, is that you literally have an establishment. And I think that's kind of going back to your point is and, and going back to queer spaces and pride spaces like we even spaces for the arts. Like it's important that mm-hmm. we have brick and mortar space yes, yes. for 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 whatever the causes are, yes. because when we lose that and we're just existing sort of in on in the fringes or whatever dark spaces of the internet or the ignorable spaces of the internet, mm-hmm. it creates this what I believe false narrative in American life where absolutely the, yeah. like this prudish traditional clean cut version of what an American is or yeah. what the American family is, it gets to sort of 
move to the forefront. Yeah. And you can ask him, one of my biggest platforms and like crusades that I get really upset about is um, queer sexual spaces, bathhouses, being closed down by mm -hmm. like city regulation, gentrification, that political yeah. nonsense, right? Yeah, that it really irritates me. What was the name of that me. one right on St. Mary's? ACI. ACI. Not that I, I had would no, know no, that no, no. I had no idea what that was until I was driving a friend of mine who had partaken in that once and was like, oh, that's a don't, bathhouse. Don't call me out like I'm not sitting right next to <laughs> you on the couch. And it just blew my mind because it was so nondescript. Yeah. And I was like, wait, they do exactly, what? Like, I literally, and then I mean, the there, name, was the, there was the one in Austin by Highland Mall that it was just like, executive, just just a building. Yeah. But it's like, right there. What? <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. the one in Houston, it's just a building in downtown yeah. Houston. Like, Stop, stop. You're telling too much. Now all the heteros are going to look at all the buildings that are like, what is this? That's building? right. Every building. Right. There are gay people having it's sex the agenda. inside. <laughs> if it's got it's the fucking Merrill Lynch logo on it, yes, it's a bathhouse. That's yeah. right. It's it's the Bank game of America. It's the game Bank of America bathhouse. Yeah. It's the fucking mauve hands. Chick-fil-A bathhouse. Bathhouse. <laughs> yeah. Sears, they closed it. Oh, yeah. let's get the fuck out of here. Well, yeah. Shout out to Sonny. We salute you. We're here for it. Yeah. But let's get out of here. And uh, anyone who's listening, go sign, go fill out the petition. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, we'll drop a link in the show notes for it. Yeah. So as as we wrap up this show, uh, what are we looking forward to, uh, Rooster? What's what's on the horizon for you? Man, I'm just gonna enjoy summer, my guy. That's all I'm gonna say. Yep. 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 Teacher life. Teacher life. Here for it. How about you, Chibs? Uh, my birthday is next week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. June 12th. Yeah, that's hey. correct. Gemini so, season. Gemini here. season fully in the middle Gemini's of Gemini season. Gemini's are thriving right now. That's Everyone right. Everyone else, we are struggling. <laughs> that's just how it goes, right? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm yeah, it's kidding. Gemini season. It's going to be my birthday. Uh, we're going to do some things. Bow, bow, bow. We might go to the lake. We've got a, got a bunch of gigs. Cool. Got a bunch of gigs in the coming weeks. You know, pay them bills. Uh, teach them chillins. Uh, gonna do a couple of uh, live album recordings, I believe. You know, let's get let's get some art out into the world. So, I'm excited for that. Truly, what are you looking forward to? Your birthday. Hey, hey. got It'll some things fun. lined up. Mm -hmm. Got some shows, some gigs, some dick. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'd like to thank our listeners uh, uh, for tuning in. This is episode 16. Y'all been rocking with us so far. Yeah. So. Uh, like and subscribe. It really helps. We appreciate it. Please do. You know. Yeah. Truly, where can people 16. find you? We've been here for a minute. Yeah. Every Sunday, Sundays are for pods. I mean, look, I've said this before. I don't need to listen to your podcast because I'm married to you. <laughs> we so. potted in Seattle. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. If people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Instagram, Twitter, Cash App, Venmo, <laughs> OnlyFans. It's all truly vain. V-A-Y-N-E. T-R-U-L-Y-V-A-Y-N-E. Rooster. Cash App, OnlyFans, <laughs> San Antonio Gentleman's Club, feet. Yeah, Twitch, yeah, all that. Uh, RoostMTZ on Instagram. That's right. And if people want to find me, it's Gemini's G-E-M-I-N-E-Y-E-S. Until next time, people, stay safe out there. Don't drink uh, whiskeyla. Don't. Don't. This is the one pod no. where we like had our two shots and we were like, fuck this. We're done. Bye. I thought it was lovely. <laughs> we out. <laughs>